Um, no one ever asked me that. That's a good question. Never really thought about it. That was my thing. After two years, I'm in here watching all the old like 2019 World Cup games. Yeah. And I can, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I have to be I humble say, about it. They suck. All right, they <laughs> suck, and they, you should have known better. <laughs> no. Ladies and gentlemen. Rugby Swag Show. Welcome to Rugby Swag. My name is Gift Gift Time, a Baylu. And of course, this is a show where we talk about all things rugby and the people that are involved and impacting. 2024, we got our first interview. I told y'all I was bringing back the interviews in full form this year. And we're kicking it off right off the bat. Uh, first and foremost, please, if you guys do like it, absolutely, absolutely, please go like and subscribe to the YouTube channel at Gift Time Rugby and definitely like this video. Uh, if you guys are listening on the audio, please, 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 if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review on there. And if you're on Spotify, actually, you can do that as well. Please leave a re review. Tell your friends about it. And lastly, you guys, please continue to follow us on Rugby Swag uh, Show uh, Instagram page at Gift Time Rugby on Facebook at Gift Time Rugby on TikTok uh, at um, Gift A Belu on X and just so we can know and continue to engage, I enjoy every single one of the comments and conversations that we have all the time. So that being said. I also want to thank our sponsor, Health Enhanced Foods, uh, for being able to allow this interview to be able to happen. Absolutely, y'all, if you guys are looking to change your eating habits and be able to have the breads and pastries that you've had in the past and not have to worry so much about it being a negative impact on your health, absolutely go check out healthenhancedfoods.com and you guys will get 10% off of your first purchase with promo code RUGBYSWAG. I'm telling you guys, there's a whole list for all your health needs and for those who have dietary specific specificities. So please definitely go check it out. And in the meantime, I want to introduce you to our special guest for today. It is one of my boys coming out of the HBCU realm. I want to introduce you to Craig Dawson. I'll let you get back to the show in a moment, but I want to talk to you about our sponsors, Health Enhanced Foods, the best specialty flowers in the business. What does that mean for you? That is the flowers that allow you to be able to get the nutritious need from your bread made. That's muffins, bread, croissants, whatever, pancakes and muffins. It will give you the opportunity to be able to get the best while still being able to eat like you wanted to. We have various amounts of products available for those who have special dietary needs to those who are looking for a special health outcome. And of course, because they're part of the Rugby Swag Show, we want to let you know that you got a chance to go to healthenhancedfoods.com and use code RUGBYSWAG to be able to get 20% off your first order. Y'all, this is something that you're going to need. You got to build up, have your energy at the best, be the maximum. It's 2024. Let's do the best. But now, 
I want you guys to get into it. Let's get back to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rugby Swag, okay? We got a special guest for you today. Look, man, you guys know I'm an HBCU fan, but I needed to let you guys know about the group of people who have been able to allow my HBCU Rugby Classic to happen. And we're talking to the captain, one of the most dedicated, longest-lasting captain, out here four years straight, been out here doing it hard. I want to give... A big shout out and a presentation to the stage, Mr. Craig Dawson of Prairie View AM. Craig, man, thank you so much hey. for being on the show today. Yeah, man, I'm glad, glad to be here. Glad to be here. <laughs> Yo, Craig, look, you know, uh, obviously we talked before, but I'm, I'm going to put, you know, because it's the audience and, you know, I have to do it extra, I got to put the history of what we got because, you know, <laughs> after COVID, like during COVID, we were working on trying to set this uh, Nets HBC Rugby Classic up in 2021 when I had no idea what was going to happen. I was taking a shot in the dark. It was craziness. And you almost single-handedly allowed this thing to happen because you were able to get the Prairie View A&M guys together, which allowed us to be able to still bring the Roots Rugby guys and you guys also have brought the Prairie View A&M women who ended up being the first, you know, HBCU team to uh, women's team uh, to actually play uh, mm -hmm. on any stage. And a lot of that, I give a lot of gratitude to you and the rest of the guys for it. And from then, you have been one of the most dedicated, like, alumni. <laughs> I'm not an alumni because you're not graduated yet, but HBCU rugby, like, loyalists. Uh, 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 consistencies like <laughs> just like, like I, I give so much appreciation. So Craig, you know, I want to say that on public because I like to make it nice and loud. So uh, yeah, yeah, man, I appreciate you big time because I don't know if the HBC Rugby Classic would have been able to happen anymore if you guys had not been able to make it through in 2021 in a clutch. Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's it's great to be here. Uh, I've watched a few of your shows, some of our other previous players. Uh, and uh, I was like, man, that looks like a fun place to be, fun to talk to him and stuff like that. So <laughs> glad I'm here. Um, but yeah, that 2020, 2021 HBCU Classic, that was crazy. We, I think we practiced for, like, we didn't have a season. COVID hit and or was still was going on and we didn't have a season at all we were just out there practicing playing touch just having fun and I think you you as Raheem and me at the time we were talking and we were like hey gift just hit us up you know the class is going on the class is going on. I was like the classic and that's when I saw the video uh of the old classic with the old team and I went oh we have to do this like we have to go and play more like play Morehouse at the time that's what we thought we were getting so right like, all right let's go so I think, um, man, it, 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 uh, Raheem put in a lot of money to that. I put in a lot of money to that. Airbnbs, mm -hmm. uh, renting vans, and getting uh, uh, travel arrangements. Right. Man, that was that was probably the craziest and the most fun experience I've had out of this whole rugby thing, getting to go play in another state uh, <laughs> against a team that I'd never heard of. Mm -hmm. uh, Actually, I'd never heard of any of those teams until even the high school team. High school, yeah. High school. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do we got? <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, who are they? And they're like, I looked at the schedule. I was like, high school? I was like, who are these teams? I don't know. I was like, man, these guys are good. I was like, okay. So, yeah, that was fun. Uh, that was a great experience. And then getting, 
I think just after we got back from that tournament, um, what did we do? Yes, I became president. Literally right after. I mean, it was that next week. Wow. It was crazy. I was the captain or vice president, or I was the captain at the time. And then, uh, yeah, Raheem was like, everyone was like, it's Craig. It's got to be him. He's, he's, he's there every day. He does the things he needs to do. So I'm very ha- thankful for uh, that past team giving me the opportunity to be the president. And then it just led into four years. Man, dude, that's 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 what it's, it's the amazing thing. It's one of those things that come with rugby. Like you don't really ever realize exactly what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, the thing that you least expected happens. But you you're like, oh, my God, this was. This was the best. This was great. Like, I had no oh, yeah. idea. I never would have imagined it. I probably wouldn't have done it if it was an organic. But at the same time, I'm so happy I did it. And I'll do it again if I could kind of Absolutely. situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, look, you know, I, I always like to say, you know, whenever we're talking about a hero story, because I always love to get that that set up. Every hero has their, their arc, their story, their beginning, their origin. You know, for you, Craig, I want to ask you, and I don't know if you're ready, but we're going to make this ready, all right? I want to ask, yo, how did you get started in rugby? Oh, wow. Uh, it was probably going to be in – I was probably a senior in high school, and we were supposed to have rugby um, brought into my high school, but sadly the coach uh, passed away. And so oh, wow. we, I was actually, we, the school itself was robbed of that opportunity to have rugby brought in. So I played football and I watched uh, a game. It was, I think it might've been a, uh, I don't remember if it was a union or a league game, but it was on TV. I just happened to Fox sports or whatever. And it was on there and I watched it. What's that? My dad was like, that's rugby. And, uh, yeah, that was my first taste. I was like, man, that looks kind of fun, but. You know, then I got into it, and um, yeah, freshman year, I want my dad was like, "You're gonna go try out for the football team," and I went to do that, and uh, I had missed tryouts. Oh wow! For the, yeah, missed tryouts for because I was working had it in the summer, which was totally strange. Uh, 2019, they no COVID yet, so uh, <laughs> this fall. is why we, we we were peak <laughs> like extraness, like okay, we can do anything and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> life is chaotic but we're free you know? <laughs> yeah we uh before COVID and I was like all right I'm gonna go try for the football team and missed trials because I was working in the summer yeah. got to pee my parents were like all right well you gotta do something you know and so I uh I was like oh, I found I found rugby it was funny because our their match secretary at the time hit me up on Twitter and I was like rugby I, I remember watching that so I went to their meeting and first thing they did was like they looked at me and they said, I'll be like your cleats. I was like, I'm here. This is it. They like my cleats. They were camoed out. They were real nice, you know. And um, yeah, ever since then, 2019, I met Rico. I met uh, one of our coaches now who's been my best friend, uh, Michael Toussaint. He's been helping me out along the way. I got um, Michael, an original for the HBC Rugby Classic. Oh, yeah. I met all those guys, Aaron, Brandon, Avery, Brandon, uh, Raymond. I met all of those guys. So that was, I met Malik. Malik was the one, I met him too. And uh, I met Karima. I met all of the people that have pretty much either been on the show or you might have on the show later on. Um, Yeah, I got to meet all those guys, got to meet and uh, got to play. First game was against Texas State. At the time, they were 
tough stuff. Legit. So it was a big experience. My dad, before he passed, uh, got to watch me play my first rugby game, actually. And That's actually awesome. my whole family, all my grandpa and dad. So I was like, this is it. They watched. And they said, you got to stick with this. Cause, awesome. but, um, yeah, because uh, Rico had told – he talk, went and talked to him and said, you have – your son has the most natural talent to play rugby. He's like, you could be an all-star. And uh, ever since then, I just stuck with it. Bro, it was, I love – I love that. Wow. That's man. There's a lot to pull from that. Um, but <laughs> my, that's dope. Okay. So let's, let's, let's back it up just a little bit. So yeah. where are you from exactly? Uh, I'm from Waco, Texas, which is central Texas, uh, right in between Austin and Dallas. So it's like oh, Dallas shoot. yeah, it's, or wherever it's at. It's like right it, in between. So like right here. <laughs> so, so it's, it's, I like to call that like, the middle of everywhere, nowhere, because you you have all the traffic that goes between it, but you're smack. There's nothing but oh, small yeah. town in that area. <laughs> Absolutely, um, a lot of people uh, at Colleen Fort Hood. If you're a military person, and Colleen and Fort Hood, so that's yeah. if you go right there, and then you have Temple, and then Waco is the bigger area. So, and you get all these other small towns around it. So, yeah, just Waco, Texas. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So. You know, you're, you're in Waco, so we know this is a – I mean, it's Texas, so obviously major football hub. And mm-hmm. obviously you're saying senior years when you initially had connected with rugby. So for you as a football person, had you not gone with rugby, what was what was the hope and plan when it came with football? Oh, man. Um, no one ever asked me that. That's a good question. Never really thought about it, but uh, – <laughs> I... Rugby, a racing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, um... I probably would have tried out for the team again that next year if I had never found yeah. rugby. I would have stayed working out, stuff like that, obviously, trying to play football, uh, do football. But uh, I don't know. Maybe would have found another sport. I, You know, I was always good at small other things like baseball, and I did powerlifting. I would ask, I would have found if there was a powerlifting team or something like that. Uh, who knows, really? I never, you know, if I never got that uh, uh, DM on Twitter, I just would have never – Never would have found rugby, really. Maybe later, but I never would have done it. (laughs) No, so, you know, I I, I do find it interesting because the next thing, you know, obviously is finding it randomly on on TV. And for me, it was a similar situation. You know, I I saw it on NBC. I think it was for USA 7s. And I think it was like Scotland versus South Africa, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do that. What, like, they're not even doing enough. I can do more than that. <laughs> and then found my team from there. You know, straight arrogance. This is how we do it. Oh, yeah. But I was surprised in the fact of you saying it because for me, this was 2009 whenever I saw that, where streaming obviously hadn't existed yet into that mm-hmm. primary form. Uh, you know, we're still very, very much cable centric and all that good stuff. But 2019, we're seeing the upslide. We're already starting to see little bits and pieces of um, the uh, cord cutting. So for you to find it on Fox Sports is is a really interesting situation. Like oh, yeah. for you, was it like, did you, was it just like you were looking for something or is it, are you one of those households that were like, we just kept sports on on the TV in the background. And if you saw it, you saw it. You don't know. And you had Fox Sports, which means you had a specific cable package. Uh, yeah yeah um so i believe for me it was i just watched espn all the time i was always espn it was like uh you know dad had something with fantasy i'd be like oh this person this person he'd be like how would you know that and i'm like espn and so yeah i think it was on a 
on a Saturday, college football was on. I'm scrolling through the channels, and it just happened. It popped up, and I was like, this must be soccer. I thought, you know, soccer at first. You see the jerseys. You're just like, yeah. Well, yeah, I saw the names. It was uh, New Zealand and somebody else, and I was like, soccer or something maybe, and I clicked it, and I was like, ooh, okay, this is it. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I didn't know what I was watching at first because I didn't know the rules or anything, but it just piqued my interest. There was contact, and they were passing the ball, and they were making great plays, and I was like, all right, this is fun. So that was my first little taste. My uh, my dad was from Indiana, so he had uh, military friends that uh, played rugby. I met one. She, it was a, I went to a women's rugby game. That nice. was my first in person. Uh, we just he was like, "Hey, why, let's, we'll see a friend of mine." So we went. Where was where was that at? Oh, that was back. Let's see, let's see, let's see. That was um, I can't remember where in Indiana. I don't know if it was Indiana, but I can't remember exactly where. Right. But we had went to see his family, and uh, yeah, it was just our first in person game to watch. Again, didn't really know what I was really like watching. Of course. We but, don't. We all know it, it all starts to stay out at the beginning. We're just like, yo, people are just running and hitting. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I see. Somebody's getting a yellow card. I'm like, what is it? Is it soccer? Like, what are they? What's happening right now? But uh, yeah, that was my first in person. It was a women's game, and then on TV, I got to watch uh, uh, a few years down, way a few years down the road, I got to watch a men's game on TV. So yeah. I was like, okay, this is this is something fun. And then again, got to college, didn't get to do football. And my parents said, all right, you don't get hurt. Word. You turned out the first season. <laughs> what is your family? Like, uh, obviously, you know, you, you have a military, your dad had a military background, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, is your family or uh, is your family also like a sports family? Like they had a background in sports outside of like high school sports or was it uh, oh. something that was just, you get, everybody did something athletic when they were younger in some way, shape, or form. Um, I'd say we were a pretty athletic family. Yeah. My mom did softball, and she got to go overseas and play a little bit when she was younger, like high school level. Um, nice. My dad, he did wrestling, football, baseball. And so when he was in high school, and then my grandpa, he did – he was mostly baseball. Yeah. Uh, he did it in college, and then my uncles, you know – they all played football, baseball. They did all the, you know, all the sports. So we're pretty big family, you know, our sport family. So, and you have siblings as well, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a, I got a younger sister who's okay. in the other room. I have a half sister who's up in Indiana, nice. um, and then I have maybe some other family members. But those two, I usually just I comment first on. But I do have other family members that are just I may have not met yet. <laughs> Right. But basically, like the integration of sports was already within the blood, like in some way, shape or form. There's always been that that seated interest. I love that. So, you know, going into like playing rugby because you started playing officially when you got to college. Correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when you got in and you played, what was that moment that it clicked for you that you're just like, oh, okay, this is this is the sport that I want. Um. I honestly would have to say first first game, first game, Texas State 2019. Uh, we were we our was our home game at the time. We didn't have a home field. We went down and played at A and M. But yeah, first game, it was that that game. I was like, this is it, you know. 
so I was we didn't have a lot of subs, so I got to play most of the first whole game. I was like, this nice. is this is the game. We got back, watched film, and I'm like, this is it. I'm I'm stuck with this. Well, and I'd already paid the I'd already paid that the time was a sip. I had to, so I was like, my parents were like, you're playing this regardless of what you're right. doing. You paid money. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, there's no quitting. There's no quitting in this family. So it was like, you're doing it, you're doing it. Stay healthy and just keep working out and it'll be all good. Nice. Dude, I love that. Like, and you know, that's that's the thing, like, especially, and I, I give a lot of credit because sometimes you get those like weird clashes where, especially if the parent, most of our parents don't know rugby off bat. So it's not uncommon. Obviously, we all come from different sides of sports typically and then enter into it. But it's always like, with the parents it can either be like, we don't want you to do it, so you focus in on school, or mm-hmm. we don't know anything about it. I mean, do what you gotta do. We're just gonna kind of sit in the back. But it sounded like yeah. your parents were just like, not only do you, does it seem like you like it, like we're gonna encourage you to keep pushing through into it. Yeah, absolutely. They were, they, my parents are very supportive. Grandparents are very supportive. They pushed me to do everything. Um, it was football in high school and powerlifting and then uh, got to college and then it was rugby and it was like hey look we're gonna try to beat every game we can except you know when you go to four hours to Corpus Christi right. like, Wait. <laughs> calm no. down calm down yeah. we got limits we'll watch it oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah they're very supportive uh, I try to get as many games as I can close to where they are in up here in yeah. Waco so you know I've tried to schedule games with Baylor I've, especially in that's right there I try to schedule games in San Antonio Austin um you get a few in Houston, you know, here and there, but I try to get the ones that are close to us, just random right. teams if we can. Yeah, the ones that, that might not get as much looks, but, you know, or everybody's hungry to get that action in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, this set, so, uh, speaking of that, um, some big news. We're actually trying to host our first Sevens tournament coming up. So, at, at PV, um, we look to use the football stadium, but due to uh, – financial i guess constraints they have Dude, to, have it's to, to be able to use those stadium man and look you you speaking to the choir yeah. right now <laughs> yeah I was like he the athletic director he, he told me and i was like to rent out one half it was like this much and i'm like yeah i was like oh. uh so we're gonna <laughs> we're not we're gonna take a side field see we just want to be stadium yeah. adjacent over here. <laughs> that's exactly where our field is you look from our field it's like oh look there's the home side <laughs> so <laughs> Brother, when I tell you this is when it started with Southern University, it happened with Howard University. Like being on campus to use the stadium, you're like, man, this is great. Oh, let me look at that invoice, bro. Man, that other field over there looks looking real good. Over there. I think we can put some chairs around. Y'all, I, I think I'll get you all the access. People will see us on campus. Absolutely, absolutely. Um. But no, we are looking to host our first sevens tournament. Congratulations! So we will let you know when that is, and we Please will do. absolutely. We are looking actually to be rough date March second. Okay. So uh, we're looking at that March second. I think it's year? a Saturday or yes, yes, actually. So cheers, cheers to that. Um, I've got to, and you mentioned the smaller teams. So we're trying to look at you know friendly tournament. Let teams because we got national start uh, or. Um, I guess official college sevens like um, tournaments that you can get into and then move up to like the national qualifying tournaments. 
like just small teams that if they want to do that, they can go to our tournament and say, all right, look, this is, we have a bigger roster and you can see who you want to play in these other, like who you can make out of final roster. With. Allow you to warm, allow them to warm up a little bit. Absolutely. Especially other teams, but especially us. I know for us, our first game in sevens is always bad. Like we, we, it takes us our first game to start like feeling everybody, feeling it out. And then right. towards the like last two minutes, we're starting to hit stride. And I'm like, guys, it's a little late for that, but, and then I was like, if it's a five game tournament, we're like, oh, okay, four and you know, four and one, we'll take it. We'll <laughs> so, do it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. No, yeah. I love that. No, congrats. I, I I think that's significant, especially not only is it a good it, it, it's a good um fundraiser for the teams if you can do that, uh, but the other half of it is that it gives you guys something to invite people to because it's very hard sometimes to do the individual games. Uh, whenever, especially the 15s games, if you don't have an education for the people to come in to watch it, or, you know, there's just like the environment might not be exactly set for spectating, like open field, no chairs, yada, yada. Like, you know, we know this one comes in so heavily, so often. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we'll have, they'll have other, uh, sporting events like softball and stuff going on at the time as well. So it's kind of like, how do we get them to come to our stuff if yep. let's say a track event's going on or a baseball game's going on? So exactly. it's like, you know, we had the fortunate, um, we had to play a rugby game uh, last spring, the same day a softball game was going on. So yeah, we, we started at two. They started at like, uh, I think four or no, yeah. we started, they started at like two thirty. That was like their second game of the day. So we had our guys parking, you know, over there. They were walking over. We're starting up a game, and I've got softball parents looking back over the stands. Walking That's up. it. That's <laughs> it. Exactly. It's like, yo, let's utilize something bigger to be able to attract us into to us. Bring the attention. We out here. Love. We just get to give us a chance to see us. Absolutely. Absolutely. We we love our softball team. Again, we also try to partner with them and do stuff with them. Um, so they come out to our games. We go to theirs. We kind of have a yeah. little bit of a cohesive, like, support. Like, hey, guys, every chance we get, hey, they got a softball game. Uh, let's go watch. You know, let's go support them, you know. So. I love you talking about that. Because I want to I go into that a little bit. I'm going to go into that a little bit later. Before okay. I continue, I got to ask you, this is obviously going to be the prime question, yo. All right, Craig, man. All right. You're in, you're in Central <laughs> Texas, Lakeland. All right. It's one thing to go to Austin, Dallas, or, or Houston. That in and of itself, you're all the way out. How the heck do you get out to HBCU Prairie View and I'm not saying it's a small school. I'm just saying, you know, it's not the most popular one or the one that you think of in Texas of all places. I would have thought TSU probably first before that. So, like, what, what, how did this go, go on? Well, um... So at first it was uh, Angelo State actually. Um, uh -huh. Before that, they accepted me first, so I was like, okay. Uh, well, at first, but Prairie View was like right, like two days behind them. So I was really considering, and then I got that second one from Prairie View. I was like, man. Well, the deciding factor was um, back when I was a sophomore, junior in high school. Uh, I worked with my dad and he took, we did portable traffic signals and we took them down to Prairie View to give to a uh, professor actually right. for them to, for them to work on them in the mechanical engineering department. So we got to meet her 
and she, you know, talked, kind of talked us into it a little bit. And we, um, I got to see the campus at the, it was like a bright sunny day, like 75. It was perfect. Uh, and it was beautiful. And I was like, you know what, this, I like, this is a great place to be. So, you know, senior or junior year came around, senior year came around and we were like applying to schools and Prairie View was like the first one. My dad was like, Hey, you've been there. You saw it apply to it. And, uh, yeah, I, ever since then I was like, and they accepted me and Angelo state was like three and a half, four hours away somewhere yeah. around there. And peer review was only like two and a half. And it was like, that makes it also, you know, you're not going all the way to West Texas. Like you would be with <laughs> Angelo saying, no, no hate to the, no, I yeah, had a no, buddy, no. <laughs> I, I had a buddy, um, uh, Aaron, um, he was the captain for the Angelo state, uh, rugby team at the time before he moved to Japan, ironically. Also another place that I knew a lot of people uh, and actually played against my rival team, but I'd done a game with Angelo State versus uh, Mexico, a team out of Mexico out of there. So yeah, he had set it up, it was dope. Like it was the first time I've ever been to El Paso, Texas. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I was like, hold up. There's a real border wall over here. I was like, what's happening? I was like, yeah. wait, I thought they said there's no border walls. Lies. <laughs> the lies. I've been there. I've been I've been there. I've been to Arizona, New Mexico. I've been through there. Uh man, I've been there when it snowed and it's just like wait, it's I thought snows it snows there. What's the point of it if it's so it's supposed to be hot <laughs> as hell over there? I, I saw tumbleweed. Hey. I literally I saw tumbleweed for the first time driving through there. Driving had, through there. I was little and we had, or younger, we had just got through El Paso and got into, is it, I said Arizona or New Mexico? I think it's New Mexico. Yeah. And it was snowing. We stopped at a hotel, woke up that morning. It was snowing just on the outside of El Paso. We were like, what is this? Texas is a weird state. Y'all are all weird out there. Texas is a weird state. It doesn't make any sense. You're supposed to have all this heat, yet you get the worst versions of cold. I don't get it. It's like, let's see, it's, uh, 50 or 60 or something like that right now it was windy rainy today so that's fun so but yeah uh prairie view was the option and ever since then i was like i like it here <laughs> so hey everybody this is just the break train sitting out a personal little video diary to all you people out there where I am going to document me riding most of the way between Singapore and Tokyo for the 2019 Rugby World Cup. Number one is because um, it's part of my business, I do Rugby Lovers Guide to Asia. Number two is I want to bring a lot of exposure to the to the rugby clubs and the rugby NGOs and charities. Also on a personal level, I just want to break uh, the funk I've kind of felt I've been into for the last 10 years. So for the next 12 months, I poured myself into the Singapore to Tokyo campaign but it still wasn't enough. I needed help, and it came from Louisiana. We in Singapore, baby! Gift from Gift Time Rugby USA is a extroverted tour de force. Say hi to my people out there. (laughs) Which makes up for my um, social shortcomings. This place is unbelievable. It's not just it's like What's he supposed to do? Morons, a bunch of morons. Guys, picture with me. Picture. Australian. G'day mate. You can use my phone. But what unites us is a hunger for adventure. After KL, Kuala Lumpur. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Gift, where are we? We're in V! 
Fuji, baby! Our love of Asian rugby culture. One, two, three, Central! Yeah! Rugby is, is starting to develop here in Cambodia for women as well. Valkyries, the mighty, mighty Valkyries! And allows us to overcome incredible, incredible obstacles. It's just got so thick. It's just so thick here, now it's pouring down rain again. But coming to this Thai-Cambodia border has renewed all the aggression. So the whole thing's gone buggered. I got hit. What? I got Thailanded by a motorbike. I can just feel that knee, that ankle just going in all the wrong directions under the weight of my body. But that doesn't compare to the pain of, of failure. I'm dying. Oh, I'm dying. And that's what I've been worried about this whole time. We're out here, we're running out of energy, we're running out of money, and we're feeling isolated. And yet at that critical moment, friends, family, sometimes complete strangers, come on board. Before you know it, we're back in the game. Tokyo, here we come. Making a comeback. Four weeks, 2,300 miles, five countries. After all the trials and tribulations, this ride had become deeply personal. All that mattered now was getting to that Rugby World Cup game in Tokyo. Hey, buddy, all right, be easy. Go check out redearthfilms.vhx.tv to get your copy of Singapore to Tokyo any way we can. That's redearthfilms.vhx.tv. So what has been your experience? Because, look, we're elephant in the room. White guy at HBC, HBCU, not uncommon. I went to, not uncommon. <laughs> but it's the, obviously, going into a space that has a different culture than any other PWI. So for you and entering into it, like, what was that experience like in comparison to what you guys were dealing with in Central? Because I know even the fact that you're in Lakeland between Austin and Dallas, you're in it's still ironically a very diverse area, even if it's in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. So, yeah. like, what was that experience entering in there as being a minority rather than just another part of the city? Um, honestly, it was really welcoming. They everyone everyone really welcomed me. And it was amazing. My freshman year, it was probably the most fun I've ever had. Uh, I actually had a friend, a few friends that went to my high school and they all went to Prairie View as well. They all had, you know, accepted and they're going there as well. So one of them was actually in my building. So we, I got to hang out with him and I was, he introduced me to some new people. I, I'm a big introvert. I'm not a yeah. big like group person. I don't like do parties or anything. So it's like I'm there to myself. So right. he helped me get around like the building and meet new people, meet other people on campus. And I was like, okay, like this is, this is great. And ever since then, I've just, everybody's like, I walk by somebody and like, Hey Craig. And I'm like, Hey, what's up? Who is that? I don't know. <laughs> who is this person? Who is this person? I've met you before. Like, it, was, it was crazy. And I don't know. I don't know how it happens, but. Yeah, everyone's everyone's great on campus. I've no one has ever been mean to me or anything. Everyone's great. So, and then they, I mean, everyone's like, "You're not the only white guy." And at first, I was like, "Am I the only white dude on campus?" But then they're like, "No, they have they have baseball team." And I went and watched the baseball. Like, okay, 
We're, we're like, there's six we're more over there. There's six more. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but especially, especially, uh, I think in the first few years I was there, they're like, you're, you're probably one of the only redheads on campus. So that one, I was going to say, <laughs> that one has to be the, tr- I, I didn't want to go into the gingerness. Uh, no offense. Yeah, that, I don't know if that's a derogatory term now, like a change over time, but yeah, look, I was gonna say, look, you know, it's one thing to be the white dude, but you got the red hair too. Hey, man, yeah. you said you said you said I'm gonna stand out for sure. Let me show you what I got. <laughs> it wasn't just the red hair, man. It was the it was the beard too, and the beard coming in freshman year, everyone was like, <laughs> By the way, I gotta doing? say, I I do want to say, glorious beard, glorious oh, thank beard. You. Thank you. Cheers, thank um, but yeah, it was. It's a great experience to be at PV. Um, I will say, if anyone does want to come here, definitely talk to some people that have been to PV uh, yeah. before you make your choice. Um, look at other HBCUs as well. Um, if you're going for rugby, uh, definitely look at. You can look at Prairie View. You can look at uh, Howard as well. They're doing an amazing job up at Howard. Uh, Morehouse, yep. if they're still going strong, I believe. And there's, yep. I think there. I really hope there's other more HBCUs. Uh, uh, Florida Memorial, I believe, has one in Florida. So, or something. Um, there, there's multiple. Uh, FMU is. There's other ones that are coming along. FMU kind of stalled yeah. out a little bit out there, but no. In terms of like the HBCUs, you know, obviously it it is significantly growing and continuing on. I wanted to ask on HBCU because I talked to um, um, Michael. Uh, he's again one of the former guys, and he told me about the mounts. Um. Uh. Uh. Or on the hill, something on the hill. Oh yeah, the hill. I think. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. I think I'm. I think I'm there. <laughs> you, like, uh, like it's an event that you guys do like every Wednesday or, or something like that. Oh, uh, hump day. Hump day. Hump day. You're talking about hump day. Hump day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. what, what was that? Because talking to him, it sounded like absolutely lit. Like, what was it, that experience it, for you? Because. You said you're not PVMU until you go experience that first. Uh, if you, if we are talking about the same thing, and he did, if it was Hump Day, then it's a thing they do every Wednesday. Um, it's the you get a lot of people on campus show up to that. It's one spot really? just outside the rec. Um, it's it's not. It's like in a little grass area. Um, if anybody watches it, they're gonna kill me because like he doesn't know the name. I'm like, all right, look. <laughs> Are you sure you went to PVMU? <laughs> no, I went. Um, but it's a little, it's a little grass area. It's real nice. It's real nice looking over the um, uh, the education building, and nice. they have they bring in the AV units and everything. They set up speakers and tents. And man, I tell you what, it's a you you walk by like if you're going to class or something. Just are you going to work out? You look over and there's just a bunch of people on there dancing. You got people strolling. Uh, you got all kinds of stuff going on. So, and don't get me started on when um, there's uh, not spring homecoming during homecoming. Yeah. Who super hump day? They're out there for at least an hour and thirty minutes. Usually it's about an hour, fifty minutes to an hour. Nice. that like they're from twelve to uh, twelve to one or something like that. But they're out there for a while. Man, you got all the the sororities, the green. You got all of them. All of them are out there doing their thing, looking great. So. Yeah, it's it's a fun experience. I've been to maybe one or two, uh, and it's amazing. It really That's is. It was Matt, Matt Provost, who told me about it. Uh, <laughs> Good old Matt. 
<laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, that's what I, I wanted to find out. I was like, look, like he told me, you're not PVMU until you go hump day, which oh, makes yeah. more sense in the mount. I think I got multiple ones mixer, but yes, it was the right, the same one. So, but yeah, so that experience has been able to be enlightening. So kind of going from there into joining with the rugby team. All right. Okay. You enter in with, with the rugby team, you've entered into the university, you know, uh, obviously that the class right before you, these guys, like I said, I, they, they, they were the ones that helped me open up the HBC rugby class. It's Rico, obviously mm-hmm. Mike, Raheem, uh, all those guys, you know, and, and you talk about them, uh, talking you into it. What was kind of the, um, kind of the history that you felt from it whenever you were, you know, uh, first introduced into, into the PVMU team? Oh man, I mean these when I came in here, uh my first I was a I was probably one of the very few freshmen to join. We had a lot of seniors uh mm-hmm. or juniors that were uh, either graduating or getting close to graduation and man, you could feel that they they were in it to win it. I mean they that's like the best way to sum it up. They were had heart, they had passion, they wanted to win every game they could and we had a we had one guy, he was Avery, he would always be like, sacrifice body, of course a forward <laughs> saying this. And he's like, sacrifice body, he just roll in there and just bolt, like carry three people. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? But yeah, these, I mean, it was like passion, heart, everything. They had it all. They wanted to win. They they told me from uh, when they founded it and when, you know, back in 2013, like when they started, it was rough. You know, yeah. they were doing the, they were one of the first to do it. And I was like, all right, let's keep it rolling. And then, yeah, that first season, um, it was great. Honestly, I sadly took an injury and had to miss out a few games. But man, those first ones I was with them, crazy. I got my first try. First try was my against uh, Rice. I was nice. Like, oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. It was great. I, you know, ran over a dude, stiff armed a guy, broke free, and I tapped it down. And of course, they were like, you should have put it under the post, but I was like, oh, look. well, you know, hey. <laughs> like I got through. Look, man, defy you. Hit that Superman. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it was like at least a 50-meter try, and I was like, all right, man, I put it down. I was so excited. He was like, Rico was like, the pose. I was like, well, you know what? That was, and that was weird because, um, I mean, as a freshman, I – playing with a bunch of seniors, a bunch of basically super veterans. Like these guys yeah. knew what they were, especially Rico. He taught me everything. I mean, passing, kicking, every, he taught me it all. That's and, the guy. Um, Rico is a legend in it. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got to play, <laughs> I got to start, which I thought was crazy. Most of the time I got to start for most of our games. And uh, I was like, I'm a fr- like this. He's like, you're probably one of the first few freshmen that have done this in like the past one or two seasons so I was like all right this is exciting and I got to play you know inside outside center I played wing and I was like like what am I doing I thought and I played forward I played all the positions so it was crazy it really was and uh but yeah that team had a lot of heart and they had a lot of commitment they they knew what they wanted and they what they were going for we were I think we were snubbed out of the playoffs. We lost to Texas State that first game. And that very last game, we got beat out. And, uh, yeah, that sucked. That that really sucked. We beat the other two teams, Trinity and Rice. But, yeah, we got beat out of Texas State. And 
we had some other stuff happen and it was just like all right well that's uh kind of took the fight out of everybody after that we were like mm. we still got games to play for but it yeah, wasn't the same because once now yeah. it's like no we don't have a continuation and of course we want to keep it going but it's like again that competitive spirit that hunger gets killed a little bit when you get feel like you've been stabbed oh, or yeah. absolutely lost yeah, just thinking about it, man, that sucked because uh, Texas State, man, no fault to them. They were great. That those, I think they went off and they went to, they went to the state championship that year too. So it was like we we didn't just play a decent state like Texas State team. We played a very good Texas State team. So and only lost to them by a little bit. So it was like every and it's like that every year um, when we played really good teams, uh, Sam Houston, Texas State. Um, Rice, you know, we play or you know play really good teams, and it's like we may win by, excuse me, we may win by a few, or we may lose by a few, and it's like every coach is like you guys have the most talented team I've ever seen, like hit a rugby field, and I'm like, thanks, <laughs> like I, there's not much else to say. It's just that's awesome that you know we get to be lumped in like that. But I want to be like, man, this is the greatest rugby team that I've seen touch a college field. That's what my goal is for PV. But as of right now, we're we're in the – you guys are a good rugby team. So, right. I, I'm just trying to elevate. So, let me ask, because I know that Mike took over now as coach, and I re know Rico was helping for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, that – I 2020 is a hard one, so let's say 2021 more so. Um, you know, what was it like kind of being maybe player run and coached in that sense, especially <laughs> – you know, obviously a lot of younger guys, since you guys were just a few freshmen and the seniors were basically making their way out around that time. What was – how was that that process and the, what were the challenges you guys really faced in that? Well, um, I I had to – I had to do one of those years at least by myself for the most part. I remember I had to do the coaching course and all that. So I felt uh, what Rico was feeling in 2019 – Mm -hmm. He was a play he my first my freshman year, first year was he was a player coach. He right. played and coached. I remember he didn't even play the Corpus Christi game, our first game of the season. He like he uh he went off to or not was the first game, but he went off and he coached. So I was feeling what he was feeling and like you had to, you know, come up with a good you had to come up with practices and right. you know, our schedule times, you had to have practice plans, you had to have um, you know, equipment. I was, I'm, all, I'm still now carrying all the equipment, you know, all the balls, all the cones. I keep it all. I get the light key. Um, and, you know, what, what Mike's been doing to help me is he comes out and coaches when he can, when he's not playing for his rugby team. Uh, right. And he gives me the availability to just go out there and practice instead of having to worry about, okay, what's next, you know, yeah. or, Hey guys, all right, I'm going to coach you guys. You know, you're, and, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's still fun. Don't get me wrong. I, what my, I want to coach. So getting to be a coach and a player and, you know, the captain, president, whatever is a lot of responsibility, but I don't mind it. It's really fun to be honest. How did you feel that accelerated your process? Because we're talking about, again, two years best of playing rugby for you at that point. How has that felt for your development? Um, the coaching aspect or well, yeah, aspect. coaching and having to do the duel. So what you've taken from having to learn from coaching, 
how do you feel that has helped your development for now how you play or um, you know maybe it hasn't allowed you to develop as much like what's your feeling on it um i would have to say that i see things a lot differently uh, mm -hmm. especially from the coaching standpoint i'm like i could be sitting in a, on the sidelines with mike and our new guys would let's say those run a simple hands play and i'm like he should have hit that hole there or he should have stepped here and went here or he should have made that one extra pass you know i'm seeing things a little differently than as a new like two-year player i would have done those same things take it into contact, may not make that third or second pass, thinking you can do it yourself. Um, and that's what I tell all the young people, hey, listen to the veterans. If they say, hey, make this extra pass, it will help you in the long run, do it. Or if he says, hey, take it to ground sooner or this and that, he's either, they're either telling you that because they want you to save your body or they want you to make that extra pass because it's either part of the system or there's just an open man somewhere. And you're going to – like, that extra pass would help them out, help you out eventually to get back in the ruck, or you'll get the ball back on the offload. And so that's what I'm seeing when I was coaching. I've, I've watched so much rugby. That was my thing. After two years, I'm in here watching all the old, like, 2019 World Cup games. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'm watching Fiji. I'm watching all these teams, like, go back and re-watching. And I'm just watching film after film after film, just watching games, just seeing how it breaks down, what they're doing versus – you know, what we can do, MLR, watching what they do versus what we can do. And um, not to mention the uh, NCR, like, sevens tournaments as well. You got hours long of video on there on YouTube. Just go and watch. You got teams from all over, from all the way from, you know, 1A, you know, 1A, and then, you know, AA, 3A, whatever, you know, the divisions are. But, yeah, that coaching from two years and playing for two years and then going to coach – and then trying to coach and play, basically it's like I'm just seeing things differently and I'm doing things just naturally. Yeah. Like, so it, it becomes a lot more second nature. I know, I know for me, whenever I started playing from you know, I, I'm a running back by nature and a linebacker by by a defense. So hitting and running is always those two things that come up for mm -hmm. me easily. But I always had a lot more trouble with wanting to distribute because it's either like, yo, I can take this in, and I, was, I play flanker, so I can take this in, um, or I can try and outrun or outcuts, or at least gather in a lot of people, and then you know it'll open up the space. But it doesn't always allow the flow of play. Mm -hmm. When I became more media side, and I just started taking in more games visually, uh, it like it changed the way that I, like you said, started seeing the game, started kind of conceptualizing the game, and so now. I can I, I slowed down a little bit, but you know now it's not about like okay, let me go crash it in. It's like okay, let me look for the pass a little bit. You know, let me let me go see what I can do. Don't get me wrong, I'm gonna still be an egoist. I still want to run the ball in. I got my <laughs> points, but you know, you know, we still got to be a star every once in a while. But but I'm more likely to want to distribute out and let it get out to the people who can move the ball more than you know on average uh, than I would be before. Um, for you, and, and, and kind of continuing with the, the season, as you guys have been able to see how Prairie View has done in, the, the, in Texas and scheduling and everything like that, what is it that you feel that you guys need to do to be able to get more games or be able to get more stage time or get more awareness, um, all things considering? Man, um, first, I think it just comes down to recruiting. 
getting more guys is always important. Um, right now, we're having to play a 10 season um, because 15s, we just – we got a lot of recruits. And this happens every year, and it's nobody's yeah. fault. I guess we just get a lot of people to join. You know, they join the group chats, whatever, from our um, – you know, media day or whatever they call, you know, group uh, fundraising, all that stuff. And we get a bunch of people, but we may only keep two to maybe five at best. Mm -hmm. And that's even, you know, throughout the season, you may have a few people drop off. So, you know, we may start out with, uh, you know, 15, uh, you know, 16, and we may dwindle down to 13. And it's like, you know, hey, it's either injuries or they just, they didn't like it anymore. Or they didn't love it, which is perfectly fine. If you don't, you know, you don't love rugby or it's just not for you. You don't have to be I humble about it. They suck. All right. They suck. And they <laughs> no, should have no, known no, better. No, <laughs> no, that, no uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no. I, well, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, they, it's people just, hey, they, it's not for them. I perfectly understand. Football's not for everybody. Soccer's not for everybody. You know, and uh, baseball, cricket, all that. Not every sport is for every person. Like for me, uh, I love football. I love uh, I love rugby. The funny thing is, I like watching basketball. I'm just bad at basketball. <laughs> I'm not good. So it's like, uh, it's like, hey, basketball is not for me. All right? right, that's perfectly fine. But yeah, and then the other thing would be, I guess we would just need to be more. I guess with recruiting comes commitment as well. Like if we just talked about that, people, you know, we have to really buy into what we're selling here. Mm-hmm. Um, but also uh, scheduling, I guess, when we have those bye weeks. Like let's say we have a game in February and then our next game's not like in the very beginning of February, but our game's not, you know, our next game is three weeks into February, you know. Yeah. We got two bye weeks there. Hey, schedule the game. You know, let's get a game against Sam Houston, you know, at least a B-side. Let's get us something that will keep us, you know, A&M. A&M's always it's 45 minutes up the road. Hey, you guys want to play? Like getting those teams to, uh, you know, look at us. And that comes back to saying, hey, these guys are a great team or a good team. Let's play them. So a- I know A&M always hit, usually hits us up uh, for a match sometime during, you know, in the spring. So we're going to look to that. Normally they're uh, 15 season, basically. Yeah. Yeah. They try to, yeah, they'll hit us up. Uh, we, I actually try to get people outside of conference. I try not yeah. to get teams. We always see, uh, I love A&M. They're a great rugby team. I'm a good, uh, good friend or, uh, yeah, I guess I could say good friend with, um, their coach who just, uh, resigned. Uh, he's a great guy. So yeah. I'm maybe look to him and say, Hey, you don't have any other teams or, Look in the Red River Conference when you got UT Baylor, you got uh, Texas Tech, you got TCU, you got all these uh, UNT, you got all these other teams that are there. We just don't play, so um, try to get teams that we don't play. And there's still teams in our conference we don't even get to play. Uh, SMU, we have never played them. That's an idea. Really? How come? Do you, do, I don't know. Is it just um, scheduling, or are you, are you guys? Oh, wait, before you answer, I'm sorry. I apologize yeah. for interrupting you, but. Are you, are you guys in NCR or CRAA or just under Texas Rugby uh, Union? We are ACR. I know that for sure. We're ACR D, D3. Um, okay. We In our division, there's like – in our conference, in the L uh, Lone Star Conference, there's like Division One, Division Two, and Division Three brackets. Right. So Division One, Sam Houston, you know, A&M – I think A&M – no, A&M's not. A&M just got – or their B team just got put in our conference. Okay. So 
you've got Rice, A and M, uh, B side. You got Sam Houston. You've got uh, uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember. No, Trinity's with us this year. Um, Yeah, everything's changed up. It's been changed for a while. Um, SMU might be a a D1 or D2 team. So we're D3. So we got – this year we got uh, SFA. We were supposed to have Abilene Christian. We were supposed to have Tarleton and Trinity. We were getting three brand-new teams we never played before. So, you know, SFA turned out to be great. Those guys are amazing. So we're obviously, you know, trying to play them some more. Um, Tarleton got bumped up. They got more. They had more guys this year, so they were like, yeah. "Hey, we're gonna bump you guys up. We're gonna take Trinity back down to, to uh, right. we're gonna take them down to where we are at." And then uh, Abilene just kind of fell off this year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of upsetting. But you know what I realized off. it was Abilene Christian, not Angelo State, that I had my friend from. So I apologize. Oh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, Abilene. We got saved a five-hour drive, but <laughs> but I was a little upset because they had a. They had told us their pitch was behind was a house was a old was a behind a house. Somebody yeah. owned a piece of land that had a baseball field or whatever converted into a rugby field, and I was like, uh, I, I got I was like, yeah. I want to go there. I know it's five hours, but hey, I, I'll make the drive. But yeah, uh, we didn't get to do that one. But for, I guess just I guess you say more TV time would really just yeah. be better scheduling, and that really just comes down to the number of players registered and, you know, having enough people. It's really just comes down to numbers. That's all it is. So, Uh, you know, obviously, look, you know, you know, I I, HBCU rugby support all the time. So I always want to know what needs to be done so that we can continue to develop this thing. You guys are so pinnacle to the development of HBCU. And not just pinnacle, but part of the history of it that's being written over the course of this last, what is it? 11 years, essentially, you know, like, to know, like 2012 Morehouse, you guys were 2013, right at that edge kind of situation. So like to, you you know, PVMU is a integral part of the history and development of HBCU rugby. And so to make sure that you guys are continually able to find the people, keep the people, retain the people, you know, Please always let them know, you know, we're here to help because we want it and need it <laughs> and very much need it. And, and you know, uh, we, we, we don't want to lose you guys because you guys are good and you guys are a strong, passionate team. Um, before I let you go, I got one last question. If you don't want to answer, please, you know, feel free to be like, ah, let me pass on this one and go. But, okay. you know, um, obviously you mentioned that you're you're dad passed away uh, mm-hmm. um, and you talked about him being able to go to one of your first games, go to one of your games and see you play. Um, if you don't mind, like what was that feeling like for you to know that he got to watch you be an absolute beast on the field <laughs> and just like show out? That was a great experience. Um, I still have pictures. I'm making a tackle, and he's in the background kind of like looking over from the sideline trying to see where I'm at. Um, yeah, that was – it's a great, it was a great experience, you know, him getting to talk to Rico, Rico like talking to him, and him, you know, getting to meet some of the teams and teammates and stuff like that, getting to meet them. And they were talking about my dad on the way back, and it was like, you look – just like him and he looks like an absolute unit i was like well uh but no that was great he you know he talked he uh 
got to see me play. I think it was only no. I take that back. He got to see me my whole 2019 season. So it wasn't just the first game. He got to see me score my first try. He got to see me play my first game. Uh, yeah, it was it was fun. It was a really great experience. He got to have those pictures uh, while he was here. And so, yeah, it was just he's got just all kinds of respect for him to That's be there. So, so. Dude, I'm he, so happy to hear that. And, uh, you know, again, sorry for for that. But I'm so glad that you have that memory and then some of that. Craig, man, uh, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time. I Look, it's been a while trying to get you to do it, and I'm so happy you gave the honor of uh, being able to do it and being able to help us, you know, mark this point in history. Um, final thoughts, What do you, uh, final words from you. Your, what do you want people to know about PVMU rugby and uh, what you – want left behind when you say Craig Dawson was part of PVMU rugby? Uh, man, I want everyone to know that PV rugby is still here. PV rugby will still be here after I'm gone. And we are looking to develop more people to get to play rugby at higher levels. So it's not just at the collegiate level. We want you guys to come into PV, get some education, get some rugby education and then go off and play other uh, other levels, major be men's club or major league or international. That's what we would love because we're that's what we're here for. PV, HBC rugby, and PV rugby is here to develop uh, young athletes. That's what we want. Um, and then for me, I want uh, I just want the club to flourish. So I mean, they can look back and say, "Hey, man, Craig was one of the greatest. You know, not greatest, but one is one of the best presidents we've ever had." You know, I want them to look and say, this is what the model we want um, to use for every president going forward. He can, you know, get things done, you know, help the team out as much as possible. Just be passionate about not just PV, but HBCUs and HBCU rugby. And I love that. And where can they find you guys at? Oh, um, my Instagram, uh, I guess, would be. Now, blank that on my own Instagram. That's crazy. Uh, Craig Dawson. It would be Craig underscore Dawson 12, I'm not mistaken. And then uh, I think, let me look it up, because, uh, you know, we have so we had so many rugby accounts, it's not even crazy. But You guys, you guys really do be flowing through. Account. How many of you guys have stopped getting, like, ID? Like, look, if they ask you that you need to unlock something with a link, say no. Just, just a raise. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, look up PV Rugby, all one word, if you need to see it. Uh, where is it? Right there let me, somewhere. Let me bring you on the big screen. Let me bring you. There we go. Yeah. So PV Rugby. Um, it'll just say, it just says official Instagram of PVMU Rugby. And uh, that's what you're looking for, really. Let's see if we can see it here. That's what it's going to look like somewhat. You know, you'll see the, ah, it's too bright. But either way. But yeah, PV Rugby, all one word. You guys go look us up and uh, follow us. Hey, hit us up. If you got a team, hit us up. We'll be hopefully down to play. Uh, this season, so just let us know. And I love it. Craig, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, it's always a pleasure, and uh, I Absolutely. look forward to connecting with you for what you do for the future, as well as with PV and in your own life as well, too, brother. Yes, sir. I hope you have a, a great rest of the year, and uh, I will definitely hit you up on those sevens tournaments and any tournaments we do. I'll send you pictures, whatever you need for the Instagram or for the social or YouTube. Um, Hey, hopefully, if we ever get to play another HBCU, definitely want to see you there. Put it on the put us on the YouTube channel. Get us some film. Do us something, because 
we're looking at we wanted to play Howard. That was one of the things I wanted to talk about. We also wanted to play Howard or Southern and, or Morehouse or what other team, um, other HBCU team. Man, we wanted to get that another exposure. That would be your – you could host that as the HBCU Classic, whatever you wanted to do for that. Give Tom Rugby, that would have been amazing. So definitely let me know, and we'll try to make it happen best we can. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. All right. Say less. Say less. <laughs> Yo, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to watch this episode, man. Thank you, Craig, for your telling your story and continuing to be a major part of rugby history. Y'all, I hope you guys have a great rest of the day. We still got new episode of Rugby Swag tomorrow, the news episode. So y'all stay tuned because we still got some great news that's going on in rugby going on right now. Like, what, what can we say? It's always happening in some way shape or form so in the meantime absolutely take a look at some of our past episodes um definitely whether it is from the news side or from some of the great interviews that we've had over the past like jim salamon naya tapper blake scully blaine scully uh and, and so 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 many more Tanway, freddie Ajudua, henry Ajudua. man but I'm excited and I'm happy for you. And most importantly, I hope that you guys are happy. I hope that you guys are healthy. And of course, I hope that you know that you are highly favored. Until next time, y'all. Cheers. <laughs>